Welcome to the Economic Development Matters podcast, brought to you by Edmonton Global, hosted by me, Brianna Morris, and my colleague, Sherry Baslama. Sherry and I work together at Edmonton Global, an economic development agency that represents 14 municipalities that make up the Edmonton metropolitan region. Home to 1.4 million people and generating $105 billion in GDP, our region is Canada's fifth largest economy, and we're just getting started. At Edmonton Global, our purpose is to transform and grow the economy of the Edmonton region. And we do that by attracting foreign direct investment and quality jobs. We also support our local businesses to expand internationally. On this podcast, we talk about economic development matters and why it matters. We discuss how we can best compete in the global marketplace and build a sustainable and prosperous economy to enhance the quality of life for the people in our communities. Today, we're looking forward to speaking with Myron Keane, the Vice President of Air Service, Business Development, ESG, and Stakeholder Relations at the Edmonton International Airport. That's a pretty big title, Myron. Thanks for being here. I've got a very good team. (laughs) Can you start by telling us a little bit about yourself? Sure. Um, I'm uh, originally born in Edmonton, uh, one of those Edmontonians that left and uh, didn't know if they ever come back. And the best thing I ever did is come back to the Edmonton metro region and uh, raise my family here raised my kids here and I can't think of a better place to live. Awesome. Can you tell us a little bit about the history of the Edmonton International Airport? Sure. Uh, EIA or the Edmonton International Airport was originally the airports all in Canada were built by Transport Canada. And this airport was built in the late 50s and early 60s. And in 1992, there was a push to devolve the airports and build a different model so that the local regions could be in control of their local of their airport. And so that initiative was led out of the Edmonton region and saw the first four airports, which were Vancouver, Calgary, Montreal, um, Vancouver, Calgary, Montreal, and Edmonton, um, enter into a new model. And that new new model was a local authority having, having responsibility for the airport on a lease from the federal government. So it went from becoming a government uh, department, basically under Transport Canada, to being an independent, but still he- heavily regulated industry being operated at Baron Airport Authority, and that happened. That was uh, 90, 1992. Did that change create some opportunities? I mean, I think absolutely. If you look at the airports in Canada, we have some of the best infrastructure as far as terminal buildings in, in the regard. We have we bat uh, out of our park, basically bat out of the park continually on the amount of air service we actually have in our country. If you look at the number of airlines we have, if you look at the, the number of destinations you go to from a country of less than 40 million people, uh, does very, very well. I mean, there, there, it is a very different model. We Airports in, in certain countries like the U.S. are heavily subsidized and receive grant money from the federal government or, or, or complete subsidized through FAA. We're in the Canadian model, we're a hybrid, we're private not-for-profit authorities. However, we have to make money to make sure we can pay our bills and we pay rent to the federal government. Can you explain a little bit more about your role and what you do at EIA? Sure, so my role, in, and I'm, I'm blessed, this is the, the best job I've ever had and why I've <laughs> stayed here. Uh, my role, and I've got a great team, is to drive the economic development for the airport all things revenue, connect air service, both passenger and cargo, drive the ESG initiatives, diversity, equity, inclusion, um, driving our marketing team, all of our parking and ground transportation, all of our concessions. So quite a large area, but what's really, you know, if we look forward what the airport is, our job is to, after safety and security, our job is to create jobs mm-hmm. in a sustainable way. Economically sustainable, financial sustainable, environmentally sustainable, et cetera. So, Myron, you had a really, really busy month last month with annou- exciting announcements coming out of the airport. Can you talk a little bit about those? 
Sure. Well, it's really exciting to be able to announce and welcome a new international carrier, a new destination uh, coming into Edmonton, a flight from Frankfurt. Exciting. To Edmonton, to our region. Awesome. Uh, really exciting to welcome uh, Condor Airlines uh, twice a week, uh, starting next May. Uh, to fly directly, not only bringing passengers into the Edmonton region and also providing access to Europe for Edmontonians and, and the region we serve, including North, but also for cargo. So really exciting to be able to open up that market, provide access for goods from Europe into Canada, but also goods from Canada into Europe and beyond. And Frankfurt is one of the busiest hubs in Europe. I think it's the fourth busiest hub, but it has over 309 destinations. Oh, wow. You can fly to Frankfurt. So the connectivity that is going to provide the investment that will drive really, really exciting announcement. Uh, and I think there was one other announcement as well. Uh, if I can recall from last month. Yeah, just, yeah, just, uh, just before that, we actually announced our international cargo hub and that was uh, great to see coming together with partners from the federal government, ourselves and private industry to start to develop the south of the airport. There's 2,200 acres of land there. Our first tenant, which we already announced was our solar farm to make sure that we're developing sustainably and to develop uh, a large format cargo logistics industrial park at the airport to service goods moving to and from Asia into the United States to and from Middle East into the United States and beyond, but also allowing us to get goods from the Canadian marketplace, agri-foods products, medical products, manufactured goods, technology goods into Asia, into the Middle East. Uh, really exciting. So we're really excited about uh, that announcement and you know, stay tuned on, on that. There'll be more announcements coming as that uh, development occurs. Fantastic. Thanks for sharing. That's very exciting. So can we talk a little bit about how airports support economic development of a region? Why is an airport so important. Yeah, absolutely. I think airports, if you look at different countries, have different models for airports. So you go to some of the Middle East, Middle Eastern airports, and there's one entity that controls the airport, controls the airline, and they use them to drive economic development within their region. And again, you know, some of the Middle Eastern airports are perfect examples of that, or Turkey, where the airline and the airport, and they really use it as a way to drive their country. So airports typically in a lot of places operate like utility. So they're there to bring planes in. They do it safely. And it's nothing wrong with that. It's that's an approach. What we've chosen to do at Edmonton, being a landlocked province, um, we look at things like Prince Rupert as Edmonton's port. Well, Edmonton Airport is an air pipeline. It's a connector for people and goods to move. And access is everything for economic development. If you can't get somewhere easily, you can't invest. And you can't have people travel here for tourism and you can't bring people in for students to go to university or professors to go and study abroad and to do, to work on their programs and the movement of goods, all the manufactured goods here in Edmonton, in this metro region, we're, we're a large, very large metro region manufacturing goods in technology goods, whether medical goods, agri-foods products, the list goes on and on. They need to access markets. So that's really the kind of a role of an airport. And so, what we, what our board is, has, has uh, structured us to do, and with Tom, our CEO's leadership, is to really drive that forward, to push forward with being an enabler versus a governor of growth. And we don't ever want the airport to be in a position where it's governing growth within the Edmonton metro region. Yeah, that's great. I know you guys are doing tons of innovative things, and you've got cert certain... Uh, abilities that other airports don't have in terms of being in, able to transport sensitive goods and stuff, which is a great asset for the region. But airline or airports have taken a hit over the pandemic. Can you speak about how you're seeing airports and airlines now starting to recover from that? Sure. I mean, absolutely. It was, um, 
you know, pretty dark days. I don't think any of us anticipated being locked down in our homes for the period of time we were, um, you know, and, and not going to a shopping mall or a grocery store or, you know, or, or going in complete, uh, you know, completely different manner than we ever did before and ordering e-commerce online to, to get our food. Um, I, th- we, you know, at our, at our low peak, we were 400 passengers in a day. I mean, that's two airplanes basically. Right. So when you think about that to a day like today where, you know, you know, we're doing, you know, 20,000 plus passengers, right. It's, it's a completely different um, business. Mm-hmm. And so it, it, the airport itself is really a bellwether for the local economy. So from an airport perspective during COVID, what you saw happening in the economy is what was happening at the airport. And you kind of see it before or after uh, what's happening. It's kind of like how market analysts look at what's moving by cargo and they look at companies like FedEx or look at Amazon and what's selling as a bellwether to the economy. Look what's happening to Amazon, what's going to happen to the economy. Airports very similar. So mm-hmm. with COVID, we saw uh, a significant contraction in demand, but people didn't even know what the rules were, how they're going to fly. Was it safe to fly? And now coming out of COVID um, and not that we're, you know, ever going to be fully away. I don't think, I don't know. I'm not a medical doctor, but I would say, you know, we've learned to live with what it is now that we've been understand it and how we're going to manage it. Right. And really the, we've seen the demand for people to travel to visit mom and dad, visit grandparents. I saw a couple today that were seeing their grandkids for the first time. It's pretty special, right? In an airport, yeah. you can, uh, you can go upstairs and departures, watch people crying because their loved ones are leaving and you go downstairs to rivals and you get the most heartwarming experiences because People are seeing families for the first time or refugees are coming in from Ukraine or Afghanistan or, you know, people are are reunited after not seeing each other for years. It's just an absolute um, dichotomy between the the departures and arrivals level. People (laughs) are leaving on departures to go to Mexico on vacation. You're giving me goosebumps, actually, Myron, (laughs) to hear those touchy-feely stories. That's excellent. Um, Can you tell us a little bit about this Regional Air Services Opportunities Fund? Uh, that we that we saw an announcement about recently or or last year. Yeah, absolutely. The Regional Air Service Opportunity Fund is really a culmination of the work done by Edmonton Global and the airport and the, our local region, our, our mayors within the region and the councils to ensure they publicly demonstrated to the airlines that it's important and we're committed to reestablishing air service in Edmonton. And when incidents like COVID happen or financial economic um, hardships come, airlines typically retrench back to their main hubs. And without that direct air access we spoke about earlier, how do you get someone to Edmonton easily? If you can't get from Europe to Edmonton without going through two connections or one connection, it makes it more difficult for people to do business and people will go into business where it's easier. So we all came together to uh, put together a fund and that fund is important for a couple of different reasons. One is it demonstrates that we know there's support from the tourism industry. We know there's support from Edmonton Global and Economic Development Industry. But having support from the political um, entities within our region is really important to an airline. It's like a three-legged stool, right? And having that, without that support, it's great. Airlines know like, yeah, people are going to fly. And yeah, Economic Development is going to say, yes, we'll support it. And, and we'll drive business. And yeah, tourism is supportive. But is there political will? to drive uh, acceptance of that within the region. So I would say the fund has been very successful in, in, in from my metrics, from the airport's metrics. At the end of the summer, we'll have more nonstops than we did prior to COVID. Oh, wow. Is, 
which is quite, quite good. That's exciting. Because because the Edmonton, we, um, all the international flights once COVID hit were going out of Calgary. Is that right? And, and Edmonton, we lost our international flights. And so, and that made it things trickier for us. Is that, is that, is that what Absolutely. Happened? That was one of the critical, uh, thank you for asking that, Brianna. That was one of the critical reasons why the Air Service Center is so important. The, in order to contain COVID during its, uh, not, you know, as we were learning about what it actually was, all international flights were restricted into four airports, so Montreal, Toronto, Vancouver, and Calgary. And returning that back and getting airlines to understand and different countries to understand that, yeah, they can fly into Edmonton again. Yes, they can fly into Ottawa. Again, it's very health, very important. And so again, Edmonton Global and the region came together, municipalities to support us, to work with the federal government, to open up the Edmonton airport back to international flights. And we formed something called the Capital City Airports Alliance across Canada that worked together with our local municipalities and mayors all across Canada um, and the federal government to open Edmonton back up. And so that really impacted it, impact, impacted Edmonton. But, you know, we're seeing good growth coming back. We're not seeing the same amount of frequency coming back because there are a lot of challenges in the aviation ecosystem itself going on right now. And nothing that can't be overcome and won't be overcome as, as passengers have returned. But I think it's really important to have that community demonstration. And the largest, I think, way to measure success is what are others doing? So about two months ago, give or take, Ottawa Airport announced uh, with Ottawa Region that they're actually creating the exact same thing following the model that Edmonton did for that Edmonton, for their region wow. to drive airports. You're talking about the fund, Myron. Correct. They're, they're yeah, doing they're were there other um, airports or regions or communities doing it before? Or were we kind of a first mover with that fund? I mean, other communities have supported air service here and there, and municipalities have supported air service there and there, but come together as a region to do that. I look at the Edmonton Global as a model where you have all these municipalities have come together to drive economic development and hunt as a pack. Right. I think that's a bit unique. I mean, it doesn't mean it doesn't happen in other regions, but you may have two, three, four players. And, you know, we're, we're as you mentioned earlier, the municipalities there, we have a large group of municipalities in Edmonton, which is great. Lots of, gives, gives investors lots of choice. Um, it gives families lots of choice of where to live. So that's really important. And, and so in certain communities that have one-offs, but to have that kind of fun put together is very quite innovative. Again, it speaks to the spirit of Edmontonians. It's, you know, take a risk. It's the most Edmonton thing you can do. <laughs> um, I was painted on the big building there. It's, it's for example. Absolutely. The, our community, I think, absolutely is one of our biggest strengths. Are you getting good response from airlines about that fund? Uh, absolutely. I mean, airlines, you know, we're, we're pleased to, to see what's coming into the market. We're always... Um, excited about uh, not just attracting new destinations, but thickening existing destinations. And it's important as you grow to go from, you know, two flights a week to seven flights a week in San Francisco or those, you know, it's important for business, right? So it's not always the most uh, glamorous new routes that are important. It's the thickening risk. So if we look at flights coming back to Yellowknife, flights coming back to Ottawa, you know, flights into the Maritimes, we have a lot of folks from Maritimes in Alberta for work or for leisure or, or living here and being able to go, like our flight that left today on Lynx Air flew from Edmonton to Toronto to uh, to the East Coast. So, you know, it's great to see those services coming. During the pandemic, there was kind of a lot of commentary and wondering about, um, you know, whether people would go back to all the flying around all the time for in-person business meetings or if more of it would mm -hmm. just remain virtual. Are you, like, does the airport see that or is it like pent demand and now all the business people, they do want to travel in person again? 
Yeah, it's, it's a great question. I'll start with the leisure portion of that, maybe just slightly. Rihanna, and I think there was a, people were calling it revenge travel. You know, I've been locked down for so long, mm. I'm going to fly wherever <laughs> I can. And, and uh, hopefully somewhere warm and, you know, depending what, what they're looking for, just to, just to get away or see family. So you saw a lot of, a lot of that occur. Mm-hmm. On the business sector side, we're seeing a business sector side come back, but not as quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's a lot of things that we can now do that we weren't allowed, weren't able to do before. We didn't have the technology to, you know, Zoom wasn't as prevalent and Teams wasn't as prevalent. And there are probably five or six or seven or more programs that you can use to do these type of, uh, you know, video calls, et cetera. They are quite reliable. But I will say from a business perspective, I was just returned to Edmonton this morning, there's n- there's still nothing that substitutes when you're building a relationship mm-hmm. meeting face to face. Right. And we're all learning how to meet face to face again. Yeah, I'm not sure if you shake someone's hand or you're allowed to <laughs> you hug or you fist bump or you high five. I'm not quite sure how it works. Yeah, I love that uh, awkward moment where you're trying to figure that out. Business cards are like not a thing anymore. I was in I, I was last week at a couple events and I'm handing out my business card and they're like, No, we don't do that and then they pulled out their phone and then they got the little barcode on LinkedIn and it was like we just beam each other and connect right away on LinkedIn. I was like, oh, <laughs> okay. It's kind of Star Trek-y. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Myron, I'm going to sh- shift gears a little bit um, because I think the other really innovative thing that's been coming out of EIA is the work you guys are doing around sustainability and ESG. And of course, this is part of your portfolio. Can you maybe start by telling us a little bit about your uh, sustainability campus that you have there? Sure. I mean, I really appreciate I think our region is really well, I'll start it from a regional perspective. Sure. I think our region is really well poised to lead the uh, evolution uh, or revolution, depending on which way you look at it, in, in a good way, in alternative energy and different uh, sustainability uh, areas. And whether that be in the agri-food sector, whether it be in hemp to capture carbon, whether that be in all the things coming to university from, you know, methanol to make hydrogen to, it just, it goes on and on, right? To plastics replacement programs. And you really see a lot of innovation coming out of the post-secondaries here and all the businesses. And so for us as an airport, again, as we develop our airport and we develop our airport city sustainability campus, ESG, diversity and equity and inclusion are included in everything we do. So it's not a, it's not that we don't have a separate folks that work on it, but it's embedded to how we make decisions. So we don't make a decision that doesn't consider what are the ESG implications or the diversity equity inclusion implications, implications, and how do we actually drive it forward? So we've created something we call the airport for everyone. And really the airport is for everyone mm-hmm. and needs to be inclusive. And we believe it's our responsibility to help drive that forward in our region. So if we can use the airport to drive environmental leadership in hydrogen that the Edmonton Metro region is doing through the hydrogen hub with, you know, Mayor Natchu and Chief Morin and, and Malcolm Bruce and others that are sitting on that, uh, you know, federal government and provincial government on that, in that, if we can help drive the use of Edmonton, Alberta, Canada, and international technologies to innovate, if we can drive, whether that be through the world's largest solar farm in airport or apiaries or um, natural gas dual fuel vehicles into diesel and hydrogen dual fuel vehicles into, into diesel or, or hydrogen itself, that's a role we can, we can play as an airport. So airports and ports are really well suited to do that because they have a large nucleus of demand right. to drive systemic change. Everything's in one place, so it's centralized. Hmm. Yeah, and you guys were the first airport, actually, I, I believe, to sign the climate pe- pledge to be net zero by 2040, right? Yeah, that was actually led by one of our one of our team and, and had said, you know, we're doing all these things. What is the best way to 
publicly demonstrate that, that drives and positions, not the airport, but the region, um, because we reflect the region that we're in forward and signing on that Amazon climate pledge is the first airport. The companies in there are, are massive. It's companies like Mercedes and, and Unilever and the list goes on and on of these massive co- corporations and then Edmonton International Airport, but it positions the Edmonton region in a different light. And those type of leadership um, demonstrations, whether it be what we're doing at the airport, what's happening in the Edmonton metro region and happening all over our, our region through municipalities, through businesses being leaders, is helping to pr- position us differently with both passenger and cargo airlines. Yeah, you're right. I, th- I think some people might be sur- almost surprised, some other Canadians, that uh, it came out of Alberta, the first airport to sign a climate pre- climate pledge like that. So uh, can you tell us just a little bit more, I guess, of how that gets achieved? Sure. So as part of the climate pledge, you um, there's, you go through a process to get accepted, of course, first of all. They want to vet to make sure that you're not just doing it to greenwash. Yeah, right. Virtue signaling. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly, right? I mean, what what for us, a reputation is really important. And we want to ensure that we're doing things in a good way, in a meaningful way and an inclusive way. And so we looked at where we all the different initiatives we had underway, whether it be the world's largest solar farm with Alpen Sun out of Europe, whether with, with local involvement yet to be announced, our cogeneration facilities, LEED and BOMA, LEED Gold and BOMA Best uh, on, our, on our buildings as we build. Um, and all the different, many, many different initiatives, hybrid taxi vehicle incentives and all the different things to help reduce our environmental footprint to include, to drive inclusion, to drive, to, to make sure we're being socially responsible. All the investments in the community investment program we do, which over a hundred organizations we support every year to, to make it a more inclusive uh, community from festivals to, to, uh, to schools. We really saw that as a base to position Edmonton in the region, the Edmonton National Airport in the region internationally and not just internationally with big business, not just with airlines, but passengers are expecting it. My mm-hmm. 16 year old son sat me down and said, dad, you guys have messed up the world, fix it. Right. And it's pretty sobering. I don't know about you guys, but when 16, I wasn't thinking about, uh, I wasn't thinking about how you have to save the world. Right. So it's, a, it's a, we live in a very different world and it's great to play a part in helping to, uh, to minimize or to, to rectify as much as we can the impacts we're having on the environment. How many other airports are, are now signed on to this pledge? Since, the since climate pledge, we're still the only airport. There's some airports going through process centers okay, wow. to do that. Um, it is a big commitment. You're going to be net zero by 2040. And you have to have a fairly um, robust plan to get there. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And when we look at the ecosystem that is the airport, we don't just look at our scope one and two emissions of what we're doing, but how do we help our partners? How do we help the airlines? How do we help the ground hunters? How do we how do we help you know our, our all of, all the business partners that are on the airport property, um, including trucking to the airport? So mm-hmm. we work very closely with Edmonton Global yourselves, of course, uh, with the region, with the chamber, and others to create systemic change. And I think um, what's really exciting about Edmonton is it's such a young Edmonton region. It's such a young place to be, and people all roll up their sleeves and just want to get stuff done. And so the spirit of cooperation and willingness to, to just get it done, to find out a way to not, uh, to take a chance and innovate is it's, it's inherent in who we are. It's in our DNA. I mean, I think you know, maybe Edmontonians and Edmonton region have some special DNA. I don't know. But, yeah, uh, I love that. I think that, that that's what drives us. And I think the passion is not just airport passion. We see that in the region with, you know, the hydrogen, uh, hydrogen convention, Canada's hydrogen convention that was put on. I mean, 
phenomenal, right? I mean, you know, people are expecting hundreds of people. There's thousands and thousands that showed up. And yeah, and EAA made some pretty big announcements at that event too, which was very exciting to see. Oh yeah, we're, we're, we are proud to be able to partner. We've been working on hydrogen for a while, following the lead of the, hydro, the transition accelerator, following the Canadian Hydrogen Hub um, and the Edmonton Regional Hydrogen Hub, obviously for, for that was developed by, you know, yourselves and others. We thought it was important to utilize the airport again as that one ecosystem where a lot of vehicles don't move around. So if we were able to put hydrogen into our airside vehicles, they don't have to have 10 fueling stations. Right. They could have two, one in the backup, right? So you'll start to see the airport, not that, you know, we're, we're, our impact is very small in those market in those areas, but it, it demonstrates it. It shows people it's safe. It shows people that it's reliable in the winter. It shows all these different things that people don't know about something new technology uh, to do. And we actually, Yesterday, one of our first partner received their first dual fuel hydrogen diesel vehicle. Oh, exciting. Transported to Edmonton actually right now. So wow. hopefully in about a week or so that vehicle will be here and be, uh, be operating. That's awesome. That's great. Anything else you'd like to mention to listeners that we didn't get a chat about yet? No, I think maybe just um, a lot of, another thing that's really important for us as the airport is uh, reconciliation. And I know the whole Edmonton range, I'm really proud, you know, to be able to attend like, uh, you know, just the, it's small steps and as we're all learning together, but what's happening for reconciliation, that reconciliation is about education, but it's also, also providing economic opportunity. And I think you've seen our region as a whole come together. I'm proud to say, you know, you go to a hockey game, you go to a sporting event, you go to a, a, an event of any type and people are recognizing where we are and where our history is. And that's really important. You see internationally interest in that. And I'm learning things. I've learned things and continue to learn things. I never learned in school, right? right. That word they just weren't taught. And so I think the airport can play a, a, a role in that. Not, I mean, not the leading role in that, but a role in that to assist in that. So when our, when your listeners are listening to this, if whatever type of business they're in, it's, it's quite easy to um, think it's difficult right to, oh, I don't know what to do. I don't know where to start. And I think part of this is just start, right? How do you, you know, we're all gonna, we're all gonna learn together. But I think from an airport perspective, when we're looking at things like incubators, we have, you know, either have launched or participated in five incubators on airport property. We're seeking out businesses that wouldn't might not have an opportunity, startups, indigenous owned businesses. And I think it's incumbent on all of us as a region to help drive that the fastest growing group of entrepreneurs in our country are indigenous entrepreneurs. It's, it's absolutely fascinating That's great. and exciting to watch. Thanks for flagging that as uh, an important topic, Myron. Super exciting what you guys are doing. Um, where can our listeners go to learn more to get a hold of you? Sure. Uh, I mean, on our website, we have a lot of information, flyeia.com. Um, and then there's many, many different resources on there. Of course, if they want to get a hold of us directly, I've got a great team of people who do all those exciting things I talked about. That's not me doing it. There's great people in my team, but a great team across the entire airport authority and the airport ecosystem. Tom, our CEO, and my colleagues as well, really uh, vital to make this happen on our board. Um, but uh, flyea.com, all the contact information is on that website. Uh, to get a hold of us in the corporate section. And we're happy to talk with anyone. We're really, any businesses, wherever we can demonstrate and bring in local, we're trying to do so. And I guess I'll, I'll leave listeners with this. We've been very excited to see local companies like, I'll use example of Metalsmiths, whose first airport location was Edmonton. And now they're all over Canada with exception one major airport. Wow, and amazing. 
I, yeah, I didn't know that. That's great. I didn't know that either. <laughs> Booster Juice, which we all know, started in, started in Alberta and started in Edmonton. Walkbox, Boston Pizza, which you all know. Cookies by George. You know, the list goes on and on. And so it's really exciting if there's local businesses that want to partner in some way. Um, we When we have an opportunity, we're always looking and interested to see how we can help them uh, with their expansion. Thank you so much, Martin, for your time today. This was uh, really insightful. Yeah, thanks for being here. Well, that was a really great conversation. And I have to say, I don't even think we covered half of what we wanted to talk to Myron about. Yeah, you're right. Um, I do. I do like uh, there that we that, you know, we talked a little bit about the ease of doing business and how important that is to developing an economy, like how crucial an airport is. You need to be able to easily get to your business partner cities. Um, and that's why direct flights are so important. Um, and also he men- made mention to Edmonton being young. Edmonton Global, we often like to say in the Edmonton region, we're young, educated, growing. I don't know if that's what you came up as the brand manager, but yes, yeah, so the airport code for Edmonton, Y-E-G, young, educated, growing. Clever. <laughs> yeah, it is clever, I think. <laughs> well done, well done. That's a wrap for today. Thank you for tuning in to the Economic Development Matters podcast brought to you by Edmonton Global. For more information about Edmonton Global or to get in touch, visit our website at edmontonglobal.ca. Follow us on social media, on Twitter, LinkedIn, or Facebook, and don't forget to follow us on your favourite podcast platform so you'll be among the first to know when a new episode drops. We hope you learned something new today about Economic Development Matters and why it matters. Until next time, we're your hosts, Sherry and Brianna, signing off.